G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. It's Neil Johnson with you, the Tuesday edition of 2020 and a conversation coming over this next hour and uh, I was talking about it a little earlier and uh, the thought of improving the quality of life for older people. And of course, if you are older and older, I guess you can classify as over 50, although if you're in that 50s, you're probably thinking, hey, don't age me too prematurely. But if you're getting over that 50 and looking towards your 60s or 70s or 80s or beyond, uh, it'll be especially interesting for you to talk about what we'll talk about over this next hour. But importantly, just as important for those who might be the children of those who are ageing. So if you've got ageing parents or grandparents, this is the sort of conversation you might be particularly interested in today. We're going to talk about an epidemic of loneliness gripping many Australians. Our population is ageing and older people are especially vulnerable to isolation, loneliness and boredom. Lonely people have worse physical and mental health and are more likely to be depressed. So a conversation today about loneliness and improving the quality of life, especially for older Australians. A new initiative focuses attention on Australia's ageing population with a mission to improve the quality of life of older people. Our special guest today is Bob Holland. Bob publishes a monthly resource for older people. It's called Seniors Happy Life. He's 75 years young and has faced his own battles with grief, loss, loneliness and isolation. He's been able to successfully work through a lot of those issues around loneliness and now works to help older Australians achieve a better quality of life in their latter years. Bob Holland, a special welcome along to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. It's uh, great to be talking to you. Bob, we'll get on to the serious stuff in a few moments, but let me just ask you about your publication, a publication called Seniors Happy Life, and it's not like a traditional newspaper, but it is in a sort of a traditional newspaper format. Uh, give us an impression about what your Seniors Happy Life looks like. Neil, it's a, it looks like a newspaper. It looks like, a, you know, a, a magazine. It's a tabloid-sized publication. Um, it's, um, yeah, so for all intensive purposes, it looks like a newspaper. But that's about where the, um, the, the differences stop. It's, um, for a start, it doesn't carry any news. <laughs> it doesn't carry any advertising. Um, it's just basically, we call it 100% enjoyment. It's, uh, it's designed to entertain older people, um, those sort of people who may be like me, who have never really got super, super excited about technology and computers and apps and devices and so on. They still like to hold an old-fashioned publication or book in your hand. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's basically that. It's, it's designed to 
provide people who have got time on their hands, who are lonely, who are uh, looking for interest, just to fill in some of that time, space, um, you know, occupy their mind, engage them. And we put a whole lot of different um, material into the publication to try and achieve that. So it's not a newspaper and it doesn't have advertising. So the sorts of things you're choosing to publish in your publication are going to be timeless. But they're also really relevant uh, to people of a certain age. Uh, Give us your insight here into what's so special about the content of uh, your seniors' happy life that really relates to people who are getting on in years. Well... Being, being there at 75, Neil, um, it's, it's pretty obvious when you circulate in the circles that I do that most people of my age, they, you know, in, in just about any conversation, um, you're either talking about your family, uh, your, your health or nostalgia, you know, your history. Uh, most, most of us, the conversations sort of drift that way when you get a group of old people together. And... Um, so basically, and nostalgia is very, very popular, you know, uh, older people just love to talk about what they did, you know, and, and the different things that have happened in history and all that. So um, there's, a, there's a, an emphasis on that in, in Seniors Happy Life. We, we, we include stories, we include trivia, we, we put in things that we call um, conversation starters. And for argument's sake, um, in the, I think one of the latest issues, we we put a picture of an old, do you remember the old push uh, mowers that used to mow the lawn mm-hmm. yep. with, um, you know, those old things? Well, and you, you just put a picture in like that and you just sort of say, remember when this, when we used to use these sorts of things? And that's designed to, you know, if people are reading the magazine, especially if they're reading it with other friends, at, which I'll come to shortly, um, you know, they might start talking about um, uh, the old mowers or, and then one thing will lead to another and, so they have conversation and and you have this connectivity so that's really good we also have uh, we have a short story in the in the paper each um, each month we have um, some trivia we have stories about people about lives about their lives their achievements we have um, uh, jokes we have six pages of puzzles to you know to a lot of people love to do puzzles sudokus crosswords and so on um, so yeah, it's, it, it's got a whole variety of uh, material, and as I say, we try to uh, try to do it a bit like the Forrest Gump box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, <laughs> so we try to make it interesting each month. But yeah, it is timeless. So you know, each each issue basically it, it could sit around for ages, and the content in it doesn't date or anything like that. Now, you don't have to be old to be lonely, uh, and social isolation is one of those terminologies that goes hand-in-hand with the thought of loneliness. Your publication is uh, geared towards those who are getting older, but it might be an interesting thought just to explore for a moment about who is old and who is lonely. I suggested that, uh, you know, given your publication is aimed at people over 50, you might not want to be aged too early if you're in your 50s. You might be still feeling uh, fairly young and, uh, you know, adventurous person. But uh, what is old to you? When did when did you first start feeling old? I mean, uh, you might not like to think you're old now, Bob, but uh, but what's old and what's lonely? Well, I, I wasn't actually thinking about old uh, until I lost my wife. Um, but 
Neil, to be honest, I, I think I think my demographic for seniors' happy life is probably probably closer to 60, 65 plus. Um, people in their 50s, and I was there once like you were. Well, I'm not sure, but I assume you were. I'm in my 50s, um, yep. Oh, good on you. Well, you, you'd know that at, that at that time of your life, everything's sort of probably sailing along pretty well. And, you know, you've got your busyness, you're working, you've got family commitments, you think about holidays and houses and cars and dining out and everything else. So... Um, loneliness is probably and isolation is probably not on your mind. So, but interestingly, seniors' happy life. When, when you think about it, and this is what is a bit of a challenge for me, is that it's really aimed at a, a quite a range of people. Like one of the one of my first motives for concepting it was to facilitate uh, those aged care facilities, and I'm talking about the facilities where people, you know, through health or age or whatever, uh, find themselves in an aged care facility where they're basically fed and accommodated and cared for and so on and so on. So that that, that is a very, very important um, group of why I did Seniors Happy Life. But, but what I've found, uh, and again, this is from a previous experience because I used to publish a community magazine here in Orange, and um, a lot of older people used to enjoy it for a variety of reasons. But um, so there's also there's also those people who say live in um, uh, retired villages, retired villages, that sort of thing, who are you know in their 60s, 70s, whatever, but they're still fit enough. They play golf, they go on holidays, they do all that sort of thing. And then there's um, and then there's other people who who live at their, you know, on their own, possibly lost their partners. They live in their own home and they rely on all the different services that are available to those sort of people. And then there's then there's just ordinary older people who've just got, by all, you know, accounts, just a normal life. Uh, that just what's in the magazine is just um, entertaining and enjoyable too. So there's a whole range of. Um, um, of uh, opportunities uh, and, and different people will get different things from it. Another another area which I haven't tapped into yet, but you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of people who receive Meals on Wheels. You know, well, um, you know, imagine if there was some way uh, that Meals on Wheels once a month could provide them with a a publication like Seniors Happy Life. That, that you know that they could spend an hour or two a day a week or whatever uh, filling in a bit of time those people that are sort of housebound for one reason or another so so the, the magazine has got appeal to a lot of people um, for, for different reasons um, men and women and uh, as I say it's it's it hasn't been around long enough to have any absolute clear um, indication of who likes it most at this stage but we've got we've got people um, individuals who subscribe to it we've got aged care facilities who buy um, my, my 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 thought originally was that these aged care facilities they might have you know 50 people living in them for argument's sake or more and I thought oh they might buy 50 a month um, give one to each of their residents for their enjoyment but uh, I soon found out that um, a lot of the people in those sort of facilities, they're, they're probably not capable of that. So what we're finding is that facilities will buy a small quantity um, uh, and they'll put them in their common areas or 
for people to access, you know, uh, yeah. that way. So, Bob, which was great. Um, Bob, so Bob, the, the purpose and heart behind this publication. We'll come back to some of those details about the publication, how people can access it. Uh, the purpose and the heart behind it, though, uh, there's something here uh, motivated by your own Christian faith. Give us some insight here. Well, yeah, well, see, what what happened is uh, about until about 2019, uh, I was living life pretty normally. I was happily married. I was... Um, you know, I had a great church, great friends, great family. I was married to, uh, I just celebrated the 50th wedding anniversary with who I considered the most loveliest lady in the world. <laughs> and uh, life was pretty good. We owned a successful business. It was a, a community magazine. Um, we were financially okay. Um, no unusual dramas in our our life. Life was sailing along. Uh, and most importantly, my beautiful wife Jackie at that stage still loved me after 50 years. So, so life was pretty good. But uh, we had in 2019 we had uh, decided to do a uh, celebrate our 50th wedding anniversary. Uh, we took a cruise to New Zealand, uh, which was great. And um, anyway, not long after that, uh, Jackie was diagnosed with a. Uh, a hideous disease, uh, a rare disease. Uh, it's called CJD. It's a brain disease that basically just eats away your brain. Um, and um, so she was given she was given probably as little as four months to live. And um, she she actually survived for two years. During that two years, um, you know, I had all the emotional um, um, challenges that you could possibly imagine, and. Uh, uh, I cared for her in our home for that two years. She died in February 2021. Um, and, you know, that that, that whole happening, because um, this was all during the COVID period, which was another thing. So in, in many respects, I was I was off the, off the planet for two years because I was, you know, basically at home looking after my wife. Um, and anyway, after, after she died... Well, I started to get a, uh, you know, a different perspective on just about everything, as, as um, you can imagine. And I, I started to think, you know, progressively, what was I going to do and what could I do and how could I, how could I um, um, you know, make a difference and, and help people. And I started, because you, you tend to, when you're married and everything's going along, thing, even at church, you know, you, you sort of circulate with a, a particular group of people at church, um, and you, you don't, you know, you don't think a real lot about those people over there that lost their husband or, or wife, you know, a year or two or ten years ago or whatever. Uh, so I, I sort of gravitated from, if you like, the, the the normal married happy group to this group of people who are over there who have to contend with life on their own. And so progressively, I um, I sort of learned a fair bit and I started to uh, get to know a few people in the same boat because you you tend to talk to them a little bit and uh, gain a few ideas, get a bit of insight to what, what I'm facing and so on. And so I, I've always been an ideas man. I've always been a person who believes that we're here to serve others. And um, and so, you know, one thing led to another. During um, During Jackie's illness and during caring for her, um, God spoke to me, um, I believe, in in different ways, and I actually, 
I actually uh, believed that he wanted me to uh, keep in mind. I was through all her illness. I was, I was really believing, even though that no, to my understanding, no one survived CJD. But um, I was, I was really believing that he might. You know, he might actually save her. So uh, um, I had that hope. But anyway, I progressed. I progressed through all that, and uh, I thought. Um, uh, God seemed to be talking to me because I couldn't communicate for about the last 12 months. Jackie had no means of communicating or anything, so I basically just cared for her. Um, and I I, um, I believe God was sort of talking to me and, you know, telling me that he could he wanted me to do different things. And I, I, I came up with this concept for what I call a website called, um, and I actually created it during this time. I had it all organised and had a, a friend build it and paid for it and everything. It's called Nas- National Christian Life. And the idea of it was to be a sort of a conduit and uh, help build up Christians and motivate churches because churches and Christians, I feel, are starting to get pushed into the background. So anyway, that, that was sort of the prog- progress now. After Jackie died um, and uh, things progressed further, that was going to be a monumental um, task, certainly for me because I'm technology deprived. So somewhere in there, God gave me the idea of this magazine, and it's actually a, um, it's actually sort of a, if you like, a step forward from the community magazine that we we're doing here in Orange which, as I say, a lot of older people enjoyed. And, you know, it had an amazing popularity and it was free and people picked it up every week and uh, popular as. So I saw saw opportunity in my thinking to be able to, say, take all the good things out of that magazine that the older people enjoyed and and perhaps create a new product with more of that stuff in it and no ads because advertising and... In printed publications, any publication that's uh, relying on advertising these days, and even newspapers, they're, they're, Bob, I think it's well known. Let's continue our conversation in a few moments. I do want to invite listeners yep. to join in to our conversation today. You might have your own experience with loneliness. You might have your own remedy. You might have your own insight into what value your Christian faith and your church relationships have when it comes to uh, that social isolation. Why don't we take a call straight away? Anne is in Labrador in Queensland. Hello, Anne. Welcome along. Hello. How are you? Hi, Bob. Uh, Listen, I'm Anne. Good day. I'm 69. I retired in 2020. And the only thing that I find is that I was crafty. So I got into craft. So I listened to Vision Radio and I do... um, Painting by Numbers, which I've done several and I've given some several to sing. The other thing I do is I have um, a group, home group that I go to and we do have a social getting out together. But the only thing I feel, I live by myself and the only thing that I do feel is as I get older and have an accident or something and, you know, it's the care afterwards that I would find very hard to know what to do. Um, because I'm, I, I, uh, I think it's great. I think your paper would be great to inspire elderly people, but also put in there something where they can, if they have, 
looking for some care or something sometime that you might be able to put something that in in that paper as well. So especially those who are still living by themselves and not in a nursing home environment, but but they can also have that in your paper so that they can see, oh, that's where I can go to as well. So I thought that would be a good idea because that's the only thing that I worry about because I live by myself. I've been single all my life. And I know that as you get older, things do happen, you know. And you get good older, thoughts. You know, uh, let's come back to yeah. Bob on this because does your publication and, uh, you know, Senior's Happy Life. And we talked about the entertainment aspects, the nostalgia and uh, talking about those things that seniors love to talk about. Is there insight in any of your publications so far that uh, that actually do uh, give some sort of you know insight into what you're doing when you're feeling this loneliness and this social isolation. What are your thoughts here, Bob? Um, Neil and Ian, the um, we we have a variety of stories. The, the the concept of the publication is is not so much to be um, to do what other. There's, there's a lot of seniors publications out there that give people a lot of advice and different things like that. Um, I, I don't see what we're doing. Um, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want um, it to be that type of publication. But having said that, we often feature stories about people who, if you like, do deal in that space. And uh, like uh, in the latest issue, there's a there's a guy in northern New South Wales who... Um, he has a lot to do with retirement villages and seniors and that sort of thing. And he's a, a bit like a counsellor or an advisor. We've got another story coming up in a, a month or two about um, somebody who's a um, sort of a life coach for older people and he's written a book on um, being over 70 and that. So indirectly, we do um, um, have stories that, probably help in that space but having said that Anne it's uh, it's a good idea and I'll certainly think about it um, and, and it could be uh, as I say there's no there's no locked in um, content as such that we put in it I just put things in it that I think people will enjoy and would be helpful so thank you for that and I'll take it on board. Anne anything oh, further to add? Yes um People like the old people won't go on the internet to get this. So, is there a phone number that we can get contact to go? Because there will be elderly people who'll be listening to this program and say, "Oh, it's on internet. No, I can't do that, and I can't do that either." So, is there when you finish? And that's a very good question, Bob. uh, Give us some insight here, because almost news time. Very quickly. Uh, for listeners who want to access Seniors Happy Life, they can do that online, but is there a phone number they can call? Only my number, 0412 501706. Okay, 501706. That's 0412 501706. Uh, thank you so much, Anne. Uh, you might want to jot that number down. I'll give the number again too. I'll give the website because it's not only the older people who might want to access this, but it might be uh, their children who might be in there, 30s, 40s, 50s, uh, who might want to access that Seni
in the journey since losing your wife and battling through some of these issues around loneliness? How do you describe those things? Uh, well, it's quite interesting, Neil, because, um, um, mate, I can tell you it's no fun. I I had an absolutely wonderful marriage, um, loved my wife beyond all, you know, you can imagine. And um, so not to have her around is a real challenge. And I'm, I'm pretty resourceful. I'm, I'm one of those blokes that can do more than boil water. <laughs> In fact, I'm, um, I'm, waiting, uh, I'm waiting for a TV show to come out called Domestic Husbands, you know, one of these uh, reality shows, because I reckon I'm a real good, <laughs> good chance to, 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 to go well in that. But no, I'm fairly resourceful, which is a really a blessing from God, because I, uh, I've had any number of people that have told me that what I did for my wife, caring for her for two years and all that was... Uh, was quite amazing, but um, you know, I just did what I had to do, and I, uh, for some reason, God had me, you know, good enough to be able to do all that cleaning, housing, you know, bathing, food, cooking food, doing all those things. So um, he, he sort of had had me in in his hand even then. So uh, it was it was good, but but since Jackie's died, you know, as I say, I've, I've had the opportunity to observe other people, get to know other people in a similar situation. I'm still, it's been over 18 months now since she died, and I'll be honest with you, I, I still cry every day. Every day I cry at some stage. We don't um, ever want to lose the memory and the love that we have for those who are closest to us when we lose them in our years, whether they be younger years or older years. But the getting of wisdom that happens in caring for your wife over those two years uh, recognizing that somehow or other, because life changes, uh, your whole social setting changes too. And so I imagine that yep. uh, you might have your own story here about social isolation, that once you're in a crisis, sometimes your old friends are not as close to you anymore. Does, is that the case? Um, yeah, I, that can be the case. I, I, what I've found is that different people, if you like, um, choose their own way through these sort of situations, um, I, and this is this is what I do. See, I'm one of those people who like to, you know, see what can be done. You know, if there's an opportunity, I'm an ideas man, and I say, what can we do about that? And then I'll work the problem, and hopefully I'll come up with an idea uh, uh, that that can sort of help address it. Now I've had 50 million ideas over my lifetime, and a lot of them just drift off into nowhere because uh, I haven't had the resources to do it myself or, 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 you know, other reasons. But but I'm one of those people that if I come up with an idea and I say, I can do that, I'll go and do it, like like this magazine, for argument's sake. And, you know, even within our church at the moment, you know, I've because now I'm more aware of uh, people and what they're going through and other people in our church who I probably haven't, you know, socialise with as much. Like I run monthly breakfasts at my home now where I have um, six or eight uh, men each time that have lost their partners. It all started like that. It's uh, And I've got about 16 here who come regularly for breakfast once a month now. I've, uh, I've, um, all, I, visit, I visit certain people in the church more than I ever would before. Uh, who I know are on their own or, or I think of battling. And when you do that, Neil, you, 
you, you, you sort of get to talk to people on a more intimate level and you get you get inside there. You can sort of get their body language and you, you get a different insight. I, I've got friends who have lost their uh, wives, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And, and to be honest with you, I can't even imagine how I'm going to survive if I last that long, how I'm going to feel. And these are... These are people. If you look deep into their eyes, and you can just see it in them, there's there's a there's a loneliness. And but we don't we don't go talking about it. We you know we carry it because we don't want to go and burden and make other people feel miserable or anything like that. So you you sort of get a bit of a sense sense of what people are feeling and what they're doing. And I don't know how many times I've had people who've lost partners say, oh, the toughest times in the evening, you know, nights are the hardest for me. Uh, a lot of them go to bed really early because they don't want to be feel that loneliness. And so there's there's a whole lot of things like that. And uh, um, I, I think people in my situation now, and as I say, I'm still a, a early in this, this journey, um, they, they do, their feelings and their emotions are, are what I think where there's areas of opportunity to improve upon. And you've probably uh, heard the expression, some famous lady said that people will remember what you, won't remember what you, sorry, big pardon, people will remember what you said, they'll remember what you did. No, sorry, I've got that wrong. People <laughs> yes. won't, re- won't remember what you said, people won't remember what you did, but people will remember how you made them feel. And I think that's the opportunity for people like we're talking about. Uh, if I or others can be mindful of people in these situations, how they might be um, feeling and what we can do to try and address some of those feelings, even if it's only for a, a short time. Nobody can, nobody can make someone who experiences loneliness all of a sudden feel peace and contentment every moment of every day. But anything we can do along the way to fill in those blanks, to fill in a bit of time, um, like even myself, I have days, if I've got not a real lot to do, they're the days that are more challenging. Whereas if I've got things to do, um, you know, it, it's not as, doesn't play on your mind as much. So, yeah. Bob, let's, uh, let's think, let think... some listeners into our conversation. There might be some uh, insights to share. Let's hear from Sue, who's in Kingston in Tasmania. Hi, Sue. Welcome along. Hello, Neil. Thank you very much. And hello, Bob. This conversation is wonderful. And I congratulate you. you on your initiative and um, enthusiasm. It's really wonderful. But um, I found in my own life, coming through divorce and through no fault of my own, um, the isolation has been really terrible to deal with, but also the, the lack of support where I found, you know, had I gone through the, the bereavement of the loss of my husband rather than the divorce, there would have been far more support, and, and not least of all in the churches that I've been in. It caused me to have to move 10 times before I finally found um, permanent accommodation and that was 10 moves in 10 years from the separation but I'm just wondering if you have dealings with divorcees and hear the stories of how different it is for them in their experience. 
that's an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, Bob, your thoughts here for Sue around divorcees and their special uh, loneliness issues too? Yeah, I, I'll be honest, Sue. Uh, I haven't got a lot of experience in that area. And um, I have, uh, the only thing I can tell you, and it's not going to help you much, but the only thing I can tell you is that part of my processes, if you like, to try and engage people and help people, certainly within our church and that, I've found it very difficult doing it with women. There's, there's, you, you've got to have all these different considerations when you're trying, when a bloke who's lost his wife uh, is trying to do something nice. So I tried to get a few women together that just to, just to host them, not to do anything, just to provide a, an environment for coffee and that. And believe it, it's for me, it's been far easier to gather blokes together uh, and, and as I say, most of the blokes that I, I deal with, um, they're, they're model lost partners. They're not divorce either as such. So I, I'm afraid I can't help you much there. Well, uh, honour to you, Bob, because uh, that's probably where the, the area of lack is in getting the blokes together because women tend to uh, socialise and perhaps talk and process some of these things a little more easily. Uh, but Sue, uh, thank you so much for your insight there. Uh, appreciate your call. Let's continue to take some calls. Uh, let's hear from Colin in Townsville in Queensland. Hi, Colin. Welcome along. G'day, uh, Neil and Bob. God what are your, thought? your, what are your thoughts, Colin? Colin? Well, I'm a hospital chaplain. I've been a hospital chaplain for 20 years. I've had all the experience of, uh, with family problems and that. Well, with our local church, it's a big church, we have what connect groups, and um, we've got uh, one connect group of about 20, 30 ladies uh, meet in different coffee lounges, and you've got people like myself that can connect with them and help them do anything practical for them. Um, the the answer is connecting to a, a church. You don't have to attend every Sunday or anything like that. But um, I can't thank Neil, you, Neil, and Bob for this for this um, uh, push this morning because it is a, uh, you know, being a hospital chaplain, I visit the nursing homes. I'm right in first hand on this and it is a massive need and any... Christians know that the Word of God teaches that we have to look after these people. Hey, Colin, let me just ask you why we've got you uh, as a chaplain and connecting people to a local church. You must come across a lot of people in a hospital setting, say, uh, that are not part of a local church. Uh, they're suffering loneliness issues and they are really isolated because they don't feel as though they have a group to connect to. Perhaps there are more secular groups that people can connect to uh, for uh, some of these issues, but what's the special value, Colin, as a chaplain uh, for someone connecting to their local church and being a part of a spiritual conversation, understanding this caring for one another? What are your thoughts here? Well, just to encourage Bob as well, I have uh, done my homework. When I visit in the hospital, uh, I, we connect in a big hospital, we connect to those that are put down that they're Christian or have faith, and I connect... I'm in the largest Pentecostal church in Townsville, but I connect with every church in Townsville. I have a connection with their pastors. I, I go there to, to establish. So when I'm talking to people to encourage them um, of their need, I wouldn't just take them to, to my local church. I would take them to their locality. I too do it personally and introduce them to the pastor the biggest thing is to get them to go to a church service. I've got people that don't want to go to church, but I'm, I'm feeding them with Christian literature in their homes. 
So it's you need chaplaincy is underrated, and you need people, or I don't need the title like me, but you need people or with a ministry that can have this to do this. And uh, I'm in my seventies, so I've got the time. Um, and people, people like Bob. We need more of you, Bob, and your book and whatever you're doing, speaking, because I'm trying to motivate others. I'm involved with four home groups or connect groups uh, just to support. So I better, I better stop talking. <laughs> yeah, Colin, really appreciate your call, Colin. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, just a, yes. qu- a quick thought, though, from, from Bob. I mean, chaplains, uh, churches, the use of a publication like yours, uh, that's got to be something pretty handy to be handing on to someone who might be suffering issues of loneliness. Is this one one way that, you know, seniors' happy life can make a huge difference or even create that opportunity for a link and a connection to a local church? Yeah, well, thanks, Colin, for that. Um, uh, it's almost, you'd reckon this is a leading question, Neil, because my brother-in-law has been a, a Baptist chaplain for 25 years. He absolutely loves it. He visits, um, his job is basically to visit older people who live on their own. Um, He he gets to see them fairly regularly, but, uh, and he absolutely loves the people and loves doing it. Um, And he actually takes some of my magazines around and gives them out to some of his people. That's one of the areas um, where there's opportunity. Uh, Neil, could, could I just run through a couple of quick things that might, Stimulate a bit of thought from from people. Sure. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. F- f- like the magazine, for argument's sake. It, as I say, we're trying to get it into aged care facilities. We're trying to get aged care facilities to subscribe for a few copies a month, and it's not expensive uh, to put in their common room. Same with retirement villages. Um, I think service clubs. There's an opportunity for service clubs who. You know, may be willing to take a subscription, send five copies to a local aged care facility. Uh, there's loved ones who, well, you mentioned uh, children, that we have people who have loved ones in facilities and they subscribe a copy each month so that their mum or their dad can, you know, get some entertainment. But that aside, there's other opportunities that all, as churches, I think churches have got a, a, a fantastic opportunity to lead the way in some of this. Um, and I think as, as, a, as a society, you know, if we started to get back to the second commandment of loving our neighbour uh, and we really practice that in a much bigger way, uh, a lot of this loneliness and isolation issues would be... Um, would be addressed and the sort of things that um, I'm thinking and this is only brief uh, we haven't got time to elaborate but I've got a concept for a national new friends network you know where um, you basically have a a system where people join a just a voluntary thing and they the, the, the concept is basically to do what those chaplains are doing what Colin's doing and that but not necessarily in a formal way but some sort of a thing where people are encouraged and uh, to go and visit people or just go and visit people in aged care facilities there's an opportunity i've floated an idea here locally with our church that in the two weeks lead up to christmas what about if, if we arrange for our church to just randomly visit people in aged care facilities in that two weeks before Christmas? Maybe take them a small gift or something. Um, I've got an idea for what I call a seniors happy cafe where 
you know, it could be a church-based or in in, a, in an ideal facility where people can have a, a like a, a simple coffee shop where, you know, if you go into coffee shops all over place these days, they're, they're full of old people connecting together, having coffee and that, but it can be 10 or $15 just to have a coffee and some raisin toast. Well, if churches or for some groups just on a, say, once a week, twice a week basis could have a like a pop-up cafe like that where people could go and get a cup of coffee, a real cup of coffee and a piece of toast or something for, you know, 4 or $5 or something. Um, another thing is why haven't we got a, a national launch, a national Connect 2 day, you know, two number two, where, you know, we have a day either once a month, once a, a, a week or whatever, that becomes a bit like, a, I don't know, becomes known as a day where older people are encouraged to con- connect with someone. Could be a phone call. Could be going to do something. Could go and mow their lawns. Could be anything. As, as you coffee. say, Bob, you've got a million ideas and uh, perhaps yeah. a seed or two sown there uh, for listeners around a Connect 2 day or uh, those coffee yeah. shop opportunities. And I know for a lot of seniors, uh, some don't mind going paying the $15 to have the coffee and the piece of toast. Uh, others balk at that a little. And if there's an opportunity to do something a little more economically, there is really an opportunity there for local churches to check into yeah. this space and uh, to do something for seniors that will actually help those connections happen. Uh, so, But thank you so much to Colin. Let's just take one more call. Let's hear from Melody in Andamooka in South Australia. Hi, Melody. Welcome along. Hi, Neil. Hello, and hi, Sir Bob Holland. Good Melody, what are your thoughts? Um, uh, yeah, about um, loneliness and depression. Um, I, I'm sad to be saying this because I'm a Christian and... Um, I had a friend who was way more depressed than me and uh, we were both really lonely but our Christian singles group would not go to visit this person um, or once a bloke did but um, I asked people to come with me to visit him and they wouldn't and I was really, oh, I was so... Well, I'm sad for David, my friend, and annoyed, and and these are Christians. Melody, this is a really significant point you're making here because somehow or other in the humility uh, that has to happen as we do connect with one another and sometimes it's the pastor or a chaplain who sometimes makes connection with people who sometimes are recognised as a little less lovely than others. Uh, um, Some people are more attractive and have sort of a magnetic personality and perhaps they're not the most lonely. Perhaps the most lonely are those who are less attractive. I'm I'm interested in Bob's thoughts on this, but Melody makes a good point that just because you're in a church doesn't mean there's an automatic connection that happens. You've got to work hard at these. Bob, thoughts for Melody? Well, I think... um, Hi, Melody. I think um, churches have a wonderful opportunity to expand their their ministries in this area. You know, churches, particularly our church for argument's sake, it has coffee groups and different things like that, but there are always in any group of people that there are those that who are sort of on the fringe or they get overlooked and that sort of thing. And I, I just think churches 
uh, again, if they work the problem, if, if, if all of us, if we sit down and we work the problem, you know, if there is an issue like that, and these are, these are important issues, um, you know, um, and I, I just think that you can come up with solutions. Like here's a, just getting slightly off the track here, but I would love to encourage anybody out there that's a, a music songwriter or something, we need a national song in the, in the fashion of I Am Woman or I Am Australian that, um, that sort of draws attention to the plight of older people getting old. And, uh, you know, the, the theme I've got in mind for that is a song that's, is something like um, help me finish well or something you know that's a bit of a side issue but you know imagine if we had a, a an I am woman or something that became like an anthem for old people and it, it caused all the families to take their older folks more seriously give them more attention make an extra visit each year instead of going seeing them once a month see them 13 times a year or 15 times a year um, Feelings, it all comes back to feelings, emotions, what's going on inside them and anything we can do to make those people feel loved and and um, and valued. Um, and churches have a great opportunity. We're, we're the masters. Love's one of our our key um, key themes, isn't it? So, we, yeah, I Melody, encourage churches to think about that. Thank you so much, Melody, for uh, great insight to offer there and uh, identifying one of those challenging things that even in church life, it's not always so easy getting the connections to happen. But there is a determination often in the leaders in seniors groups in churches to make sure that no one is overlooked. Uh, just as we just wrap things up here, Bob, um, Bible and insights, uh, just looking at Psalm 34, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Uh, just very quickly, uh, you've had your own challenges uh, since you lost your wife, Jackie. Um, just very quickly, the thought that, you know, God is with us. There's one who walks closer than a brother. Uh, any thoughts here on connecting to God in your loneliness? Um. Look, since Jackie's, um, this whole event, God has just been carrying me. I've gone up six or seven levels, I think, since this experience, Neil. And look, I could probably spend half the day telling you about how how good he's been and how he's carried me because, as I say, mate, I'm... I'm finding it very, very hard. Now, I'm, I'm resilient enough. I'm not in any, you know, a lot of people probably feel it more than me, but honestly, everything the Bible teaches about God being with you, the good, the bad, the ugly, and all that sort of thing, trust me, he never, he hasn't let me down. He's stuck with me. He's carried me. Uh, I, I think I'm doing amazingly well given the way I feel sometimes. I've got a I've got a thing on my fridge. I started a wall of wisdom, and this is another radio station. Sounds like another radio station, but I said my life is shaped each day by Triple J, Jesus, Jackie, and Joy. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> hey Bob, uh, appreciate you so much. Um, time has run out for listeners who want to connect with Bob Holland. We mentioned Bob's publication is called Seniors Happy Life. There is a website, seniorshappylife.com.au. 
uh, you might already feel old and lonely and you might want to get a, a copy of Senior's Happy Life. Uh, you might have ageing parents or uncles and aunties. There might be ageing people in your church congregation you think uh, they could do with a little bit of a boost. Uh, more of an entertainment-style newspaper, uh, but comes from a motivation of the Christian heart and uh, wants to connect with people. It can be a tool that can be used by churches. Uh, certainly something in the hands of a chaplain be a very, very powerful tool just to connect with people. SeniorsHappyLife.com.au And Bob's been uh, brave enough to give his personal phone number too for people who'd like to uh, make a connection. And you could pick up the phone now and say, how can I get a hold of this publication? Send me a copy, uh, Bob. So here's the phone number. 0412-501-706 You did also mention the National Christian Life website as well just for people who might want to Google that too but Bob Holland, uh, thank you so much for taking some time to share your heart with listeners today on 2020 um, Thanks Neil, that um, website National Christian Life, it's not really active mate, it's just uh, ready to for something that I've got hopefully in the future. All right, one of your grand plans. So uh, let's uh, hope yes, we uh, hear something one, from one that. Of, one of many. Okay. <laughs> one of many. So uh, so <laughs> seniorshappylife.com.au. That's the website to go to. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.